1: Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN.
0: Good morning, Australia, and good evening, America. Welcome to Radio Tony. You're with your TalkBack host, Tony Lontis. This is your safe space for difficult conversations. So we've had a little bit of break. My technician's had a break. I've had a break. And I'm so glad to be back with you live today. Radio Tony has its own new website. And I'd love to hear what you think about it. So it's radiotoni.com. So you can jump on. You can connect with me, listen to old shows, sign up for an email, sign up to be a guest and host your own radio show. Um, I'm excited today to let you know about the two amazing guests we have on the show. The first of our guests is a gentleman by the name of Craig Calabo. Craig and Amy live in the highlands of North Carolina with their two small dogs, and the couple share a passion for nature, hiking, yoga, and personal growth. So they mostly explore the trails around Blue Ridge Mountain at the moment. But Craig has written a book and is the founder of Awesome Love. And they are both committed to serving the community and protecting the environment. They are conscious consumers and it's a top priority for the couple. Uh, Craig believes that we all share the same collective purpose which is to discover the divine within, surrender to this power and inspire others on this path. So whilst we're waiting for Craig to come online, I'm live streaming the start of the show to LinkedIn today as a trial because I've never used LinkedIn Live before. And for those of you watching LinkedIn Live, you can continue to listen to my live streaming radio show and comment or call in by going to radio4aus. That's r-a-d-i-o the number four a-u-s dot and that's where the rest of the show will be streaming live. So just to let you know what I've been up to while we wait, uh, whilst we wait for our first guest. I've been to Fiji for a week and enjoyed a women's only retreat on our own little island and I must say it was a terribly wonderfully empowering space for me to go and we got to share that week with the wonderful Elizabeth Gilbert from Eat Pray Love. Now Elizabeth was a powerful is a powerful speaker and she had wonderful words of wisdom and that was followed by an amazing workshop and i don't have time to go into the details of the workshop but i want to explore that on a later show because the skills that she taught us were powerful in releasing and letting go of trauma in forgiveness and loving unconditionally so Before we go too much further, I'm just going to shut down my live from LinkedIn. Thank you for everyone on LinkedIn for listening live, and I'll go over to our normal live show now. So everyone, if you're listening live today, I'd love to know where you're listening from. So are you listening from America? Are you listening from Australia? And what's your week been like? For those of those that those of you that are tapped into the f- spiritual realm, uh, it would be good to know how you're going with Mercury retrograde. And when I talk about Mercury retrograde, that's the time and space when things are malaligned for communication. Hence why this show we could anticipate that there may be issues connecting with guests. And I'm sensing that our first live guest may be experiencing difficulty getting connected. Your
2: guest is on the line,
0: Tony. Excellent. So we have Craig online, and I'm really excited to be talking to Craig this morning because he is what I would consider a conscious consumer. And he's written a wonderful book that simplifies and demystifies the spiritual path in a fun, light-hearted style. So good morning to Radio Tony Craig.
3: Tony, how are you? It's so good. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, first of all, very much for allowing me this time to share my message with your audience.
0: I'm really excited that you could come on the show today. We've had a few uh, backwards and forwards emails trying to set it up. Just, again, that Mercury retrograde coming in to mess up communication and lots of technical issues in the last week or so Um, (laughs) and craig came to me via the wonderful dia who uh, represents him and of course dia had some powerfully horrible things happen in her life so she was slow in getting emails back to me but i'm so glad you're on the show this morning craig
3: Fabulous, fabulous yeah and thanks to Dia and uh, she does a great job and I am glad to be here too you know Tony right right out of the gate here I would like to mention because I occasionally forget at the end uh, that 100% of my of my ebook sales um, donating to water.org I'm, I'm not sure have you heard of these guys?
0: I have. I briefly had a look when I was looking through all your stuff yesterday and I thought, oh, oh wow. Okay. But, but I would like you to tell our audience about why you, uh, donate the proceeds to water.org. Cause I think that's really important, Craig.
3: Sure. Sure. So, uh, well, first of all, I, I really wanted to give back. Um, I've been, i just feel like I've been really blessed in my life and, uh, uh, when when I was searching for an organization to partner with water.org it was founded by Matt Damon uh, the actor about oh, 20- yeah 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 he said he started it over 20 years ago and they have they have touched the lives of over 25 million people uh, around the planet and really what 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 made them stand out to me more than anything was I don't know it kind of reminds me of this quote from Lao Tzu the Chinese philosopher he says he says you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day or teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime and they go into yeah. these communi- they go into these communities um, and they don't just donate water i mean there's times where charities yeah. not their charity's not enough they go in and they make yeah. these communities self-sustaining they they help them dig wells and find water and provide micro loans to, to to get these people up on their feet, get them safe drinking water, help them construct, you know, uh, uh, you know restrooms, bathrooms. I mean, it's kind of sad that in, in the year 2020, we're still talking about, you know, people not having safe drinking water or having a toilet, but... You know, that's what these guys do. That's their mission. So, thanks for letting me share their mission.
0: Look, it's really wonderful to be connected with you, and what a wonderful cause. So, the proceeds of your ebook, and the ebook is called, I'll let you explain, Craig.
3: Sure, sure. So, the title of the book is called, I Am God in Disguise so are you. And Tony, I would I would like to just briefly discuss the title because occasionally I hear it described as being somewhat controversial and oh, the message really? for sure. Yeah, some sometimes uh you know, when I'm when I'm being interviewed, they'll they'll talk about, well, have you gotten a lot of pushback from this controversial title? And and really the the mm-hmm. message, the message Tony that we are all gods, it's not exactly a new age message. Uh, I mean, I have found these okay. teaching, you know, I found these teachings yeah. in the Hindu scriptures, in Buddhism, and in the Bible, just mm-hmm. to name a few. So. You know it's it's thousands of years old. I've I've had some readers actually um, email me some uh, a Bible quote or two, and I'll I'll share one right here. Uh, this quote says, "Don't you know?" I'm not a religious guy, Tony, but I, I'm always excited when someone sends me a quote that kind of supports my message. It's, uh, "Don't you know?" That you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells within you, boy. That that sure that sure sounds like I am God in disguise to me.
0: Well, I would have to agree with you. Um, so, did you um, have a fundamentalist Christian upbringing that led mm-hmm. to your spirituality, or? Was there no Christian input across the course of your life? And the reason I ask is because I had a very fundamental funda, fundamental Christian upbringing. But I now am with you in believing the more spiritual, new age information. Um, that that seems to drive me forward in a much much more positive way than the right. fear and fear mongering of so called Christians. Um, right. I guess that's a a difficult uh, subject to talk about, but what do you think, Craig?
3: Yes, yes, so so that's a great question, Tony. I was brought up Catholic, and yes. um, uh, when when I was old enough, when I was in college, I would say, when I wasn't really being forced,. Uh, to to go to church and to, you know, follow the rules, so to speak, I was was really able to step back as a young adult and kind of look at just religion in general. And I kind of came to the conclusion, and I think I even had some early college courses Mm -hmm. On comparative religion and and such. And I came to the conclusion that most organized religions, and again, this is just my personal opinion. I know that there's billions of people on the planet who, you know, who love their traditional religions, but I saw it as dividing people really more than uniting us. So I have to agree with you. Yeah, I kind of fell into that camp where I decided I was going to be you know I, I didn't want to pick a team so to speak I was going to be spirit I was going to be spiritual but not necessarily religious um yeah you know, and you know maybe Tony it would help if I explained just briefly how I define god That's because right. yeah that was really one of the things that kind of turned me off from my traditional upbringing because as Mm. a child as a child you know we're taught to get down on our knees and Mm. literally look up into the sky and and we're you know we're praying to a a god that is definitely external from Mm. ourselves and you know the, the imagery for for me as a young catholic boy was you know literally a an old gray haired man with a long flowing beard and he was up in the clouds somewhere and he was sitting in a throne and he was watching over us. Very judgmental. He was going to punish. He was going to punish you if if he was angry with, with what you did. And, you know, Tony, this is so opposite of, of my definition, my definition of God. Now I define you so strongly Craig, so strongly sorry go ahead no, no that's okay I I see God today as as my life force um, a vibrating energy more or less yeah. that animates every cell in my body and and this energy Tony not only flows through me it flows through all of creation I mean this is what connects us all yeah um, you know what even Einstein, when he would talk about this invisible energy field and how it relates to spirituality he yeah. would say listen people this is not philosophy this is physics and yeah. and i love that so we got a little yeah. science a little science behind my definition of god
0: yeah yeah and so have you experienced a bit of pushback from the christian community or have they been supportive
3: or what's yep. been the feedback? So occasionally on Facebook, I will get, yeah. uh, you know, comments, you know, that isn't the greatest, but, for the most part, you know, 98%, I've gotten emails from tons of readers who've identified themselves as being Jewish or, you know, very Catholic. I even got a couple of emails from uh, uh, people uh, from Mormons and there's been a common denominator. They've, They've all said, you know, hey, we loved your book. We loved, you know, you made it lighthearted and fun. And Mm -hmm. what what really blew me away was when they'd say, you know what? This is very similar to the message we've learned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason it shocked me is how could all of these different, you know, uh, religious, um, you know, upbringings Mm -hmm. say that there's a similarity. And I, I think there's a common thread, Tony, and, you know, just the fact, you know, that we have this divine within just waiting to be discovered, I think that might be the common thread that runs through a lot of religions. And, and maybe, just maybe this could unite us instead of divide us. Maybe this could be a, you know, a universal message. At least that's what my hopes are.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, Craig. I I feel that there's almost... Are hesitant to use the word Awakening awakening or there's a, a An evolution of the way people are thinking about the higher realms um, mm-hmm. And our human experience Versus our spiritual or other dimensional experience And as more people start talking about this and as we gain more knowledge and understanding I think I feel that some of those dogmatic Christian views and uh, fears and absolutes may fall away because, from my perspective, um, there's been so much damage done to the human population in the name of religion or Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's good to know that you've had lots of positive feedback from the book. So, was your motivation to inspire others on their inspirational path?
3: Yes. Well, actually, so so my original motivation for writing was yes. just my kid, my kids. Um, yes. I I, I want to clarify. My kids are not kids. They're young mm-hmm. adults. They're mm-hmm. they're in their tw- they're in their twenties. My my daughter actually just made me a grandpa a few months ago, so I I don't
0: like you're gonna (laughs) love
3: being a grandparent. It's just the
0: best gig.
3: I know, I know. So far so good. I am. I am. But but I didn't want to I didn't want anyone to think this is a children's book. But mm-hmm. my original my original intention for writing was I just wanted to share some of my experiences with my kids. I I mm-hmm. you know the good, the bad, the ugly, the aha moments. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe all parents Tony feel this way at some point. Why should my kids have to go through the same crap oh, that I went through? Scary. Right. So, so, so luckily I've been a seeker for decades, which means I've been journaling for a very long time. So I, I pulled out this dusty box of journals and, Mm -hmm. and I just tried to, you know, start putting it into kind of a chronological organized form. Mm And, and, and really, what this this story or this message just kind of revealed itself. It, it jumped off the pages, yeah. and it was fantastic. It was—I kid you not—it was like I discovered a secret treasure map. Yeah. Now, un- unfortunately, Tony, this treasure map. Was given to me in puzzle form, and the pieces. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I kid you not. And the pieces, the pieces of the puzzle were distributed over yeah. decades. But yeah. but the the exciting part though now is I have it. I have the freaking puzzle put together, and and in a way I feel like I've solved that big cosmic riddle, you know, you know, the one, the one that asks what's the meaning of life. And, and so my, so my, uh, my mission or my purpose for writing quickly evolved from just being something that I was going to share with my kids to not. So now I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know what? I know in that moment when I read it, I'm like, I know I'm going to have to share this with everyone and yeah. it was it was exciting and terrifying at the same time because here what i'm writing is very very personal and private and you know it's like giving someone your diary so to speak yeah. Yeah. and yeah. and it's also it's also terrifying because i knew someday i would for example i'd be on the phone with you trying <laughs> to yeah, you know, it's hey this is scary stuff you know i, I mean i'm not I'm not as terrified as I was, you know, a couple months ago when I first started talking about it. Yeah. But, you know, to come out of the closet and to wear your heart on your sleeve and to be, you know, I've always kept my spiritual side very private. So this is this, you know, this is this is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So before we talk more about the book, I just for our listeners, where can they get your book? um craig
3: is it on your
0: website it,
3: amazon? It yeah yeah For well it's on my website for sure okay. um however since you are in australia i would say it's a heck of a lot easier quicker uh amazon you know has print on demand yes. uh in, you know yes. in your country and and also also if you buy the ebook you'll have it tonight and yes. uh and it'll go to water.org. So that would be really cool. But my website is a place. My website is awesomelife.com. Is. <laughs> and
0: I'm and, just and, laughing because when I went to look for it, I put the E in awesome. So for our listeners, it's A W E S O M, no E L I F E dot com. So awesomelife.com without the E is where you'll be able to get Craig's book, God in Disguise. Um, and So you wrote this book from a whole heap of journal entries Mm -hmm. and did you incorporate your latest learning and understanding with your old journal memories or did you just make it a uh, sequential building on um, information as you went along?
3: Yeah, I would say that it was uh, it, it was probably more sequential because mm-hmm. I wanted the readers to know that this is accessible to anyone. In other words, if I can do it, anyone can do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And 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 I think in order to convey that, um, I really needed to share a little bit of my journey. Um, but it was so, Tony, it was so transformative. You know, yeah. as I started writing, you know, it's, it's, it was just, um, you know, I, I guess it would help if I just kind of gave you a, a nutshell version of my message. Uh, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so go for it. Good, good, because I, I know we, we don't have a whole lot of time. Maybe I could come back. Well, we
0: might, have, we might have more time. If we don't get Mary live on, I'll just keep you on if that's okay, and we'll just keep talking. So we'll keep talking if and when Mary comes on, and we'll take it from okay. there. So, yes, please, an overview would be wonderful, Craig.
3: Okay, fantastic. Well, for starters, I believe that we are all born into this world as body and soul. And yeah. both, of, both of these entities are equally important for this adventure. And, and Tony, the way I see birth, I see it as, as we're being pulled literally pulled from this invisible world of pure energy, pure spirit into the world of form. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even doctors say that somewhere between the 22nd and 30th day after conception, that that this spark yeah. of energy just appears from nowhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, I believe that spark... Is, is our spirit is our soul entering form? So for those of you out there who are still waiting for the second coming, this is it. you missed it. So yeah. Yeah. so, so um, I believe that we are all spiritual beings, eternal spiritual beings on this amazing temporary human adventure. Yeah. So so somewhere during our early development, that soul, the divine part of our nature, voluntarily goes into hibernation, mm-hmm. and 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 this is no mistake. I you know I hear some of the experts occasionally will say forgetting our divine nature is the root of all evil, and I totally disagree with that. Mm. Uh, I believe that it is a, a necessary stage in our evolution. And it's, it's meant to be temporary. So in other words, forgetting our divine nature is, is necessary. However, remembering is also a very, very necessary part of our evolution. So, you know what, if I can, if I can, Tony, I, I printed just a short little excerpt from the book, which, which really, uh, summarizes what I'm trying to explain here. Can I read it briefly? Absolutely,
0: because we've now got Mary on the line, so that sounds fabulous oh. Oh. to wind up our, um, our interview, but go for it, Craig. Yes, please.
3: Okay, fantastic. As we transition from the world of spirit to the world of form, we find ourselves in a very strange place. As spiritual beings having this human experience, we feel fear <laughs> for the first time. This Mm -hmm. primal fear leads to the creation of our bodyguard who becomes our loyal partner for years to come. Our true self must step aside for this portion of the adventure. The sleeping giant will soon become a distant memory. This temporary amnesia is necessary during this phase of our journey. The sleeping giant will awaken when the time is right, but for now we have much to learn. So that's... That's how I believe this whole journey of life, and then we enter the school of life, Tony, (laughs) and the school of life, like any school, you know, will test will will test us and will give us lessons every day. I I hope I can inspire others on this path, and uh, and uh, you guys will explore and uh, take a peek at my book.
0: Excellent. Craig, I'm going to have to get you on the show again because we just haven't had enough time, but I'm loving that I can give the listeners a brief overview of your new book um, called God in Disguise. Um, It's available on Craig's website, which is awesomelife.com, A-W-E-S-O-M-L-I-F-E.com, and I promise to get you back on the show again a 100% of proceeds of Craig's ebook are going to water.org which we heard about earlier in the show um, and Craig thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony today um, I would love to talk to you further about your spiritual journey um, and I will be sure to book you in again uh, when I have um, another available spot but thank Fantastic. you for taking this to talk to me today, um, I look forward to talking to you again in the future, particularly around these ideas of uh, spirituality and spiritual pac- practice and the conversation around what you've learnt and what's working in your life now and how everyone can live to um, have their best life that that's open to everyone. And um, I know you are with me in remaining optimistic about what many people see as the turbulent times ahead on this earth. So, Craig, thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I will be in touch again soon to book you on again.
3: Okay, okay, Tony. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. I look forward to your call back. Excellent. Thanks, Craig. All right. Now All listeners...
0: right. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Right. Okay, wonderful listeners. Now we are going to skip a break and we are going to go straight to talking about our next guest who I'm sure you will enjoy equally. Her name is Mary Medeiros and she has had a successful career that spanned 30 years in network tv production and directing she's worked with cbs nbc abc uh television and she's garnered three emmy awards for direction and a director's guild of america award maria loved working in television yet often experienced her soul speaking to her that there was something deeper inside and that was it was needing to emerge so the the story of Mary is that she went to a psychic reading in about 2007 and she first learnt about, I'm going to get her to pronounce this, Akashtic records and that started her journey in looking at these records, how you access them and how they might impact your life. So Mary do I have you live online yet? Yes Tony I am here. Hello. It's lovely to meet you. Hello. Lovely Hi. to meet you Mary. I'm really glad that you could join us live on Radio Tony today. And Me too.
2: I am I pronouncing that correctly. Um it's Akashic Records. Akashic. And um yes, it comes from the uh, a Sanskrit word called Akash. Which Akashic. is um, that from which, it means that from which everything is formed. So wow. uh, so Akashic <laughs> Records, yeah. <clears throat> so Mary, I'd,
0: I'd really like to know how profound that first reading was and how it led to your um,
2: experience in this realm. Mm-hmm, sure. So that was that was a psychic reading. I was a psychic that I frequented. Um, she's she's very, very good out here in California. Yes. Yes. And she saw this figure <clears throat> over my shoulder. And she yes. said, there's this she's she said, dude, there's this dude yes. over your shoulder. And I said, wow, who is he? And she said, well, <clears throat> he's telling me that he protects. He's been with you always. Oh. And wow. that he protects your um, and oversees your Akashic records. She also said that he um, sends ideas to me from, translates from sacred geometry, creative ideas that, that are then downloaded to me. And so those two things were really fascinating to me. The first one I asked, what are the Akashic records? I did not know. I had never heard of them. <clears throat> and I, I she... admitted, Mary, that I had never heard of them until I started... Um, doing my research on you <laughs> so oh, that's, I'm uh, fascinated you know, by this discussion well that's great and I'm I'm glad it ignited something in you to to find out more kind of what happened for me um, the, the the psychic actually said to me I don't know what they are but that's what he says he does and oh. um, yeah and what's also interesting is that the idea of like uh, or the concept of an I- of creative ideas coming in so to speak Um, in my work with actors and actresses, when I was directing, um, I often would have an idea on the spot about some way to do a scene in a, in a different way, let's say. And the Mm -hmm. actors, a lot of times they would say, oh my gosh, we love this idea. Where did you get that? Where'd you get that idea? And I would look at them and go, it wasn't mine. It kind of came in. And I would, I would point my hand to the right side, which is where she saw, this entity, well, this part, this being, yeah. let's say, light, light being, um, yeah. and so it just it kind of clicked for me. So I went and I researched the Akashic records when I had time on the internet, and um, and I found them fascinating. But it wasn't it wasn't like um, choirs going off. Yes. Um, and so then I went on with my life, and then I was in a metaphysical bookstore out here in L.A. and I was in a back room by myself and there was a book sticking off the shelf, really like pr- prominent. I mean, really sticking off the shelf, like it could have fallen. And I looked up and I went up and I took the book down and it was called How to Read Your Akashic Records. And oh. I just thought, okay, I've got to listen now. And so I bought the book, read it. It's by Linda Howe, who I studied with. And, you know, it was, it, I'll just say, it was easy. Yes. I heard when I opened my when I cuz within the book inside the book she leads you to how to open your own records through a sacred prayer and and yeah. so I began to do that and I would be at my computer and I would hear blocks of thought that were so profound uh-huh. that I had to pay attention. And the thing is, was this something that just popped out of the blue for me? No, not really. When I was very little, I remembered feeling back then we called it God. <laughs> now yes. we're calling it God, source, you know, light, universe. all kinds of uh-huh. that. Yeah, the universe, exactly. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that's because I grew up Catholic. And I remembered not understanding some of the things that they were teaching, but I wasn't upset about it because I felt the presence of God when I was very, very little. I remembered feeling it. I remembered feeling a very beautiful love at a very early age. So I've been connected to divine. I came in connected to divine. Yeah. And I know, I know that now because my work in my, in the Akashic Records before I became a practitioner involved me healing my own wounds, going back to past lifetimes and really doing the, in quotes, work. Um, yes. Because, you know, when you're a practitioner of, of any process, you need to, especially as, you know, in healing and spirituality, we have to make sure that we're healed. We can't go, you know, barreling through life, taking on clients. And there could be some, men- some really rough, traumatic situations yes. that are presented in a reading. And if I'm not healed myself, yes. um, I can't be the best um, translator, so to speak, or channeler. It's not really yes. channeling. I don't know what to call this. I hear. Yes. Um, yeah. So I did a lot of work. And that's how I got my accreditations with, through the um, Center for Akashic Studies outside of Chicago.
0: Okay, so that's how it happened for me. I've got some questions coming in, and we may have answered some of these along the way, but I'll just read them out for you. So Todd wants to know, do we all have these records?
2: Yes, the records, the Akashic records are, I'll give a definition of it, and that will help everybody, Um, and it helps me every time I reiterate what they are. The Akashic records are basically, um, they're like, they're a dimension of consciousness, And they contain a vibrational record of every soul in its journey. So the records are like an experiential body of knowledge. And and the records contain everything that every soul has ever thought, said, or done over the course of its existence, as well as future possibilities. So the records have been around since the beginning of time. It's a little... um, It's a little... um, not tricky. What's the word? <laughs> it's an ethereal realm, you know. It's an yeah. ethereal. Um, it's divinity. It's where divine sits. It's 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 the center of divi- divine. And when we access our records, we're opening up the divine aspect of ourselves, and we're tapping into those records to receive information, to ask questions, to get overviews on our on our lives. And what's what is really cool about the records is that. It, when I open, let's say, somebody's records with their permission, of course, in a session, we're actually tapping into these light energies that oversee their records, like the the dude, so to speak, that okay. was seen over my shoulder. He's got, obviously, one of those. We refer to them as our masters, teachers, and loved ones. Uh-huh. Each person, each soul has their own entourage. They're light beings of masters, teachers, and loved ones that are with them, with that soul. As it incarnates lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And so when we open up the records over an issue, let's say, or usually the most common theme is people who feel stuck in their lives and they're not sure they're on the right track, something's off. That's the best question to bring to the records because as I access through a prayer and the light energies move forward into the session, it's an entourage of light. Then what happens is those beings, those light energies are speaking um, through me to the individual, but those light energies are literally the divine aspect of that person. So, very, quite often, somebody in a session will say to me, "Mary, oh my gosh, you're so good." And I will say, "Because I'm not really fully there. My ego has been asked to leave, and but I'm there. My mind's there. My voice is there. My personality, my imagination, and that's what the divine energies use for to translate." from the records of that person into something that is going to make really good sense to them and help them sort of slip back into what their soul's journey, chosen journey is. So, um, so often they'll say, you're so good. And I have to say, no, you are because you're speaking to the divine aspect of yourself. It's very beautiful. So, mm-hmm. so essentially you're
0: saying that every individual has access to these records and yep. that each of us has spirit guides, and all it takes for us to tap into these records is to uh, recite a prayer. Is that my understanding, Mary? Well,
2: it's it's yeah at as, it's a certain point. Yes, no, you you are right. It that is how it how it logistically happens. Yes. <clears throat> What's really important is is for us to know. I'll give you an example. There there have been some colleagues, friends of mine, and then I encourage everyone, like, you know, get Linda's books or, you know, look into the records, at least with Linda, because she does guide you through it. And I've had people come back to me and say, I did it. I said the prayer and I sit there and I don't hear anything. Uh-huh. Well, you know what I think the key is? It's knowing, really knowing inside ourselves that we are a divine reflection of God, yeah. a mirror image of God's source and really knowing it though and knowing that that love that god source love is who we are whole as a whole person and it's interesting how many we can consciously say sure sure i know that you know but that little- actually
0: involves some work on past life trauma and childhood trauma yes. to get to that point where you actually do love yourself and see yourself yes. as a divine being, which kind of leads me, uh, really before we run out of time, I wanted to t- delve into that, uh, how your past life trauma and childhood trauma
2: um, came through in your records in particularly. So what the records show us, first, several things that, that keep coming up is that theres is, there there is no right, there is no wrong, there is only choice. That's one thing yeah. that. It's it, hands down, that's the common um, theme or information that comes through. Um, and the other part of this that I find fascinating, and it will be part of the book that I'm writing right now, kind yeah, of halfway yeah. through. Yeah. Is that uh, it, they talk about trauma and past lies. And it's happened in my sessions with people. Is that we get in the records, because everything is always good. Everything is always loving, no matter what, when we're coming from a divine perspective. That's not to to justify trauma. But what I'm beginning to learn from the Akashic realm is that the soul is not specifically choosing, I'm coming into this lifetime to be beaten, to be, you know, horribly treated, to not be seen. The soul doesn't make a specific choice like that. However, okay. a soul may come in to teach love or uh-huh. a soul might come in with a past energy of having treated other people very badly. And they come in with that. It's not really karma. It's not what they refer to it as, but, the, but it's an energy. And that energy plays out through being in a family that's, you know, really not a great family, let's say, as an example. But here's what's beautiful about the records is we get to mine, M-I-N-E, mine the opportunities that the energy of the traumas present to us, so we're looking at those traumas. We're not justifying them, oh absolutely my God. not. Goosebumps moment, right? Wow. We get to yeah. mine the energy. So, for example, someone who was an, a perfect example is some, someone recently that I met. Um, he was an angry guy at some point in his life, and he's a spiritual shaman at this point. But he talks yes. about the angry part of him. Well, in his reading. Um, <coughs> The, we talked about the energy of the angry aspect of him in his life, and he was really like a very angry man. Yeah. Uh, at some point, the energy of anger is very powerful, and if we could channel that energy, transmute it actually into light, it it just it makes the light bigger, greater expansion, power. It's so. In other words, those what we call, and the records refer to trauma as a perception. We call it trauma. Mm-hmm. And again, they, they clarify that it's not that we're justifying it or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. that it is somehow wound into the choice of that soul to do something very impactful in their lifetime. And wow. if you look at, and this is, if, if we really look, I bet if we like tried to measure this, we could, that the majority of people who have had very traumatic childhoods go on to do amazing, amazing things.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Right? Just look at, and look at you. Look <laughs> what you're doing. Seriously. I, yeah.
0: That's You're giving me that this morning, Mary, and I'm just like, it's like a message from the divine that, yes, I know you've been through an awful lot and you continue to have an awful lot of crap directed at you. The difference is now that I just I am peaceful in that journey And I just know that I know that I know that I've been given the gift of that trauma so that I can help other people understand, grow, and heal from it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that message that you've just given me is just, uh, you can't know how powerful that is for me today, live on radio, to hear Uh, you say
2: that. Um,
0: Good. What a blessing you are, Mary.
2: Thank Um, you. I appreciate that. So, your
0: work now. Is mostly around helping people access those records and mm-hmm. act as a
2: channel when they are unable to do it themselves. Yes, and yeah. what happens is too. A one hundred percent of the time, people are drawn to the Akashic records. You were yes. drawn to them. Yes, or you, or I wouldn't be here right now. And that yeah. is how it happens. I don't run around selling myself marketing hey i'm an akashic records practice you know i I have this inner funny feeling about i'm how do you sell the divine like i just can't do that yeah but what happens is it's it's so beautiful the people that come to me and how they find me through it's really they're finding it's an aspect of themselves it's like an energy attraction force Yes. And
0: I just have to tell you listeners that since I started on this path of opening myself up to talking about different difficult aspects of my life, the most amazing, beautiful, powerful, spiritual people keep coming into my life mm-hmm. every day, every week with wonderful messages and wonderful connections. And I can only put that down to a divine connection because it's not me doing it and the, right. it's the same with mary like i'd never would have uh, i would not would not having ne- never heard of akashic records before i would never have sought that out but via a third party i've come in contact with mary and now i'm really excited to think oh gosh i really want to learn about this and see how mm-hmm. it can help and how it can help other people, because you're absolutely right. I believe that everyone has a uh, a life path, and that when you live with purpose and power and passion,
2: mm-hmm. it changes the world. And we it, need so much change in the world. We need that very much right now. Yes. And the other thing that happens, um, the the divine rides. We'll say rides moves along the spoken word, which is yes. why through dialoguing with a person, in their which records, is why
0: we have to talk about
2: our stories from a
0: place of yes. Feeling.
2: That's why stories are so uh, it, yes. As as long as we're outside of our stories, that yes. the stories are now st- n- not still yes. run depending on the not, story, yeah, and yeah. not running us right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God! And the, and the and and the other thing too that is really um fascinating, and I'm still in awe of it every day is that when when i am in anyone's records including my own yes um, no matter what is being discussed there is a healing activation that happens that person oh i mean 100% of the time that person no matter what i mean the records are not giving us any kind of things that we don't already know about ourselves because they are the aspect of who we are Exactly. Yes. Yes. Now new creations do happen inside readings. It's pretty amazing, depending on where that person is healing wise. But but there's always this healing activation, It's best way I can describe it that happens. And when I close the records and think about it later, I think like, wow, I hear their responses and to the reading and I can tell that some kind of healing has occurred that had nothing to do with me except that I am allowing it and I do know that it exists. I have such a deep belief in this that that's that's why I think I can do this work. Actually, it's yeah. not work. It's not work yeah. at all. It's just it's just being. I feel like I'm just simply being when I'm doing this.
0: Yeah, Mary, yeah. we are just about out of time, and I'm so reluctant to leave this uh, discussion. But I just want to let our listeners know where they can tap into you. And, sure. Uh, Mary's website is Spirit therapy by mary all one word, dot com and mary i know that i would like to have you back on the show as well because our um interview slots today were so short and i'd really like to talk deeper and further about these records accessing these records and some of the readings that you might feel free to discuss um in another interview but um because we're sure. on time just thank you so much for taking the time to come on Radio Tony today to answer mm-hmm. our, our listeners' questions and to provide us with this information about another dimension that can help us uh, achieve the healing in our lives that we need and to live our best lives, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. well said. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. And I know Craig's still on the line, so thank you for staying on the line, Craig. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening today. This is Tony Lontis. You've been listening to Radio Tony. Join us next week on uh, Radio4AUS.com. And tomorrow I'll be back with another show and another round of guests. And I promise I'll have Craig and Mary back on the show soon. Thanks, guys. Over to you, Rebel.
1: Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Tony. Radio Tony. What set Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Rebel, yeah.
3: Radio Tony.
1: Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom.